Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Great. I feel liberated by having no rules. No rules. Uh, with a Z. <laughs> um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Just got a lot of st- stuff to talk about with the squad. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. I n- we need to talk. Every Everyone? <laughs> We need to talk. <laughs> and it's important that you don't act all freaked out because then that suggests that you don't want to talk and it's hurtful. It's like a trick. You could just turn off this podcast though. It's like a trick. <laughs> Here, I'm going to say something really serious that's going to freak you out. But if you act freaked out, I'll hold it against you. <laughs> Maybe it's it should be more like, wow, this person that I love has an important thing that they want to talk about and that's very important to me. As opposed to like, oh crap, I'm in trouble. I have a guilty conscience. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, honestly, things are not good in the household right now. <laughs> things between you and me, fine. Yep. I mean, good, great. Yep, that's right, that's right. Uh, Jared and I are fine. Uh, things among the squad are not good. And we kind of, we put up happy pictures because that's what we want people to see. And we show happy things that the dogs do every day because that's what we want people to see. And there are happy times. There are a lot of happy times, but the the squad is not in a good place right now. As a squad, especially. Yeah, so we want to... If they're a team, they're not winning any championships right now. No, no, people are not... Nobody's getting assists. Everyone's just biting each other. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, last we talked, Remy and Nacho were at couples therapy and, uh, they were staying with Michael, the trainer at his house, getting couples therapy. He has other dogs too. Under, yes. For realistic conditions. Yep. And uh, a, like two year old. And too. a two year old. Yeah. Uh, everybody got along fine at couples therapy. There were no fights. They Remy loved, loved the two year old. Remy just kept following that two year old around. It's a thing that I forget a lot. Cause like, obviously like. We don't have kids. None of our friends have little kids, right? I mean, they maybe have teenagers. Right. But um, it's rare to see our dogs with little kids. And I'm always astonished when they are at how much they love kids. Dogs, man. They're like, they have a sense. Yeah. They have a sense. Uh, Good dogs. (laughs) Let's say good dogs. (laughs) Even Remy, who is by all measures not a good dog, (laughs) loves kids. He has a good heart. He, I mean, he's a nice man. But uh, so, yeah, everything went fine at couples counseling. Um, but for a while, with the two of them gone, it was Hops and Vink, Guac and Brody, and then Cheddar, the new boy. And Cheddar, of course, you know, he had his surgery and he was settling in. And he's blind. <laughs> and he's blind. So he's he's a lovely dude. No, he's not doing anything wrong. Um, you know, he did. He didn't really know where he wanted to sleep once we tried to bring him upstairs to hang out with everybody. Um, but the girls and Guac and Brody were like, okay, yeah, there's another dog here. It's fine. Yeah. We all hung out. We've done this before. Yeah. Um, and so then it was time to drive back to Florida. So we're recording on Sunday. We started our drive on Friday. Yeah, we broke it up this time. Two days. Which, like... Because of the tension in the squad, it was very hard, but it's much nicer to drive it over two days instead of all at once. Yeah, like scraping, pulling it together to drive hours 9 and 10 is a lot different than pulling it together to drive hours 22 to 23. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so what we did was leave our house 
with five dogs, drive to Michael's house to pick up uh, Nacho and Remy, load them in the RV, and then start our drive to South Carolina where we stopped overnight. And I was like, well, this is not going to be great that we're going to just jam everybody into a very tight, difficult space. And so I was like, I need a plan for this. And so the plan actually worked freaking great. Great. It was great. So Remy always wants to ride up in the front part. The riding between the seats is an in-demand space. Remy wants to be there. Brody also loves it. Brody would love it. Yeah. But Brody's giant and can't get up on the seat. By seniority, it's Brody's spot. But... I was like, Remy, Nacho, and Cheddar cannot be together. That's true. Remy causes other problems. Brody doesn't. Right. So Remy got to ride up in front, and then we blocked the exit from like the front cab spot into the back. So Remy was solo up there. He loved it. He rode shotgun. He was on the co-pilot seat half the time, most of the time. He was an adorable and enthusiastic co-pilot. He was great. He had like four legs on the seat. Sometimes he had two. He'd fall asleep like hanging his front half (laughs) off the seat. He was like a kid. I I used to fall asleep like that in cars (laughs) where I was like up against the window or leaning forward or drooping off or he was drooping a lot. Drooping. He, but he was great. Like he was really affectionate. He was happy for some one-on-one time. Yep. Um, So he did great up there. And then we know that Guac likes to be on the bed with his blow high, and he's very content. You give him a blow high, and he really does retreat into his happy place. When uh, the whole time that Guac and Remy were at couples therapy, uh, I'm sorry, when Nacho and Remy were at couples therapy, Guac was able to have his blow high all day, and he was blissed out. Because no one was taking it to rip it to pieces and rip its guts out. And, yeah. And Guac was just so pleased. Yeah. It, 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 I think it was months of therapy condensed into those three days it it was so good for him um but he can't do that with either nacho or remy um because they try to take it they do take it and then they eat they rip it to pieces um so so we knew guac would ride up there and um ultimately i was trying to figure out where we're going to put cheddar and I was like, Guac will be fine. He'll be on the bed. And so I bought a baby gate to basically block off like the bed area, which has like a little floor space that goes into the bathroom. The baby gate worked great. Mm-hmm. It kept it separated. Mm-hmm. Guac stayed on the bed. Cheddar slept. You know, he he gets a little nervous when we start driving, but then he'd settle down and just yeah. slept. And he right had there. room to turn around and switch spots and yes. stretch out or, you know, stand up for a while or sit up. He had just room. But yes. he could also lie on the do- little tiny dog bed. Yeah, it wasn't a huge space, but it was more space than a crate. And you skipped a step, which is I would have loved to put the crate in the RV, but there's no good place to put it where it doesn't take up way too much space from, from Hopper and Vink um, or doesn't fit, just doesn't fit. That's right. I mean, it would have had to have gone on a bed. Yeah, it, I I had this great idea that you put it in this like what do they call it grandma's attic in the U-Hauls above the driver's seat. There's yeah. like space, but the the crate is too tall. It's like a foot taller than uh, that space. It's too bad because that yeah. would be a perfect space to jam a dog who could then be in a crate, right? Like a crate happy dog. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my friend Rue Yori, who I went to high school with, who some of you may know because he is a he's on American Ninja Warrior quite often. It's a great name. Yeah. I'm sorry. Both names together. Really good. <laughs> so he rescues pit bulls. Um, he got one of Michael Vick's pit bulls. And um, he had a 
one of his pit bulls who is not from Michael Dick Michael Vick was a uh, flying disc champion frisbee. frisbee? Yeah. Yeah. Like where they do like the tricks and everything. Oh, yeah. He was like the first jump off my back and, and throw and, yes. and chase it and do the That's what retrieves. They did. I mean it was it it's amazing. He had like a I mean, I watched the American's Top Ninja or whatever it's called. American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior audition tape that he sent in which included some of the footage from his, his yep. pit bull Fris- frisbee retrieval it was, it's amazing yeah it's the guy's pretty intense yeah he's, he's a cool guy um and so he rescues pit bulls but they bought an old ambulance at one point and called it the dogulance and they turned a whole wall of it basically into crates it's like the ghostbusters yeah <gasps> so they oh have no ambulance ambulance i mean like not 50s ambulance no no, no like a modern ambulance, ambulance. Okay, yeah right, so right. there's kind of a wall of crate and they can have all their dog stuff in there oh that's a traveling i was like genius i am impressed by the dog it would work here if everybody yeah. just had a little cozy compartment what's that's what we need is an ambulance god we leave the lights on it and we can just like have them flashing (laughs) and then we can go wherever we want uh i have a whole story about that but there's so much to talk about in this podcast Uh, this is gold gold somebody write it down for later to tell the flashy light story (laughs) um so anyway we had these separate sections so then hops and vink brody and nacho nacho were in the kind of main section and it was great. Nacho was like sleeping on top of everybody and just snugged up. He's a great car dog. Nacho insinuated himself into like underneath Hopper's chin yeah. at one point. Put his head under Hopper's chin and Hopper's like, okay, this is fine. Full This is snuggly. okay. Brody stays on the floor level because he doesn't have the ups, but he that gives him enough space to sit up or lie down and pant. Yep. Um, so, so that was good for our driving. Uh, your dad just put the mic in front of Brody, but we never pick up the panting well when you do that. You no, try well, it a lot. he also stops. He's very, he's a shy <laughs> boy. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, we can Come hear on, it a little that's bit. That's gold. Uh, Go- a podcast it, gold. It's absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that worked for the driving part, but for the, uh, getting in and out part, that's very stressful Oof. because neither Remy nor, uh, Nacho have really met Cheddar at this point and they're not cool with him. Um, and so we can't, and it's such a tight space, right? That we can't be like, oh, we're just going to walk Cheddar past you now. That didn't work. So we had to be very choreographed where it was basically like, take Nacho out. Has anyone seen Dust Boat? Because a little bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would take Nacho out and then I'd be like, Ingo, do not bring Nacho back here until I have taken all the other dogs yeah, out. Yeah, so I'm like wandering Nacho around South Carolina rest stops, like yep. waiting for the all clear. And I would like take dogs out, put dogs in, take Made dogs out, easier. put dogs in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'd get kind of cheddar back behind his gate, closed. Um, but there was one point on that drive. So I... I owe like half an apology to Remy from the last podcast where I was like, Remy is the problem. Uh, everything I said in that last podcast is true, except Nacho was also the problem <laughs> because there was a, there was a point where I was trying to get Nacho to get up onto the bed, uh, like where hops and Vink rest. Right. So I could get past for something. Cheddar was on his side of the gate, gate but Nacho was getting stressed out because he was in a tight space and I was trying to get him to move. This is what has gotten him stressed out before. And he he started, like you could tell that he was just about ready to chomp at Cheddar over 
the gate. No. Um, like he started getting aggressive face and growling and I could, you know, it's cause he was freaked out, but it's still not cool that he did that. Um, and he was very unsettled on the drive, but kind of in general, right? Like he's been at this house for a long time. So he doesn't know the Maryland house. Nacho. Yeah. You know, and as you pointed out, like we had him up at Michael for a week before we went up there. And so he was in the house for like four nights, maybe. Yeah. And then he's like back with Michael, but then he's at Michael's house. And this is the RV, which he's never been never in, right? been in the RV before. Yeah. So, so the whole trip back was very stressful for well, Nacho. Once we drove, Nacho was actually great. He loves right? it. Was driving. the stops that that were that were the stress stressor? Yeah. When when he's a great car dog, and he and he fell right asleep or snuggled in while, while we were moving. Yeah. Right. So we got to South Carolina. Um, I want to save the talk about the South Carolina space for later in the podcast because there's a lot to say. Okay. But we'll talk about the dog stuff first. I mean, who's going to fight you on this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. Not me. You're going to be like, let's talk about oh, this thing. With oh, the thing. I, oh, I totally want to blurt something out. Go you, ahead. You have many things to say about it. Go ahead. Which are interesting. <laughs> I don't. We'll do them Go later. Ahead. Go ahead. You got to talk about the wood. Yeah, I know I do. All right. <laughs> so, so we get to this place in South Carolina, which is nice and spacious. And it's like, okay, we still have to keep these dogs apart. And so I put Nacho in, there's, there was a two bedroom place. So I put him in the guest bedroom, trying to get everybody else settled in. And I was like, at some point, maybe I can just take Nacho out from the guest bedroom and take him out and walk him around a little bit. And Cheddar's just kind of bumbling around because he's blind. He's, yeah. he's, he's almost like, entirely blind. He's, like, he's much more blind than Remy is and probably was I, yeah. I think that's right he can't like he's he can see a little bit of shadow or something but he bumps into stuff like he really doesn't know what's happening he falls off stuff yeah so nacho uh cheddar's just kind of wandering around and i take nacho past and you can tell that nacho is not happy and i'm trying to get him to the door and i'm like just wait a second while i open the door and he clearly is about to bite whoever comes in front of him. And I had to kind of pick him up by his collar to keep him from lunging at anybody till I could get him out the door. Um, I walked him around. So grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on edge, not good. Um, and then I walk him around and around and around. And then I would bring him back in. And he still wasn't good. We set his crate up in there. So we had to keep everybody separate. And... Nacho was in his crate and Cheddar was kind of back in the guest room. The good thing is that Cheddar sleeps a lot because he's a very old man. Yeah. So uh, it's not like, oh, he really wants to get out and play and well, do stuff. It's not like Remy if we put him in that guest room. Remy's just barking. We, we did to try out, to right? put Remy in there for a minute and he barked did, and barked and barked and barked. Did not work. Um, but even uh, like Remy was not like full on, I'm going to kill cheddar <laughs> but he sees him and i i keep trying to introduce remy to cheddar because he doesn't seem like he necessarily wants to murder him um but, but it's like he he gets up there and and you know it's kind of like what's going on like can i chomp this guy and cheddar doesn't know what's happening and if you can tell that like if cheddar maybe tried to play back that remy would go after him that he would feel attacked feel attacked mm -hmm. like they were in my office today and remy kind of tried to do a play chomp and cheddar just kind of looked at him and you could tell that like remy like tensed up and was about to 
go at him. Remy doesn't know what he wants. No, no. I mean, I'm sure he's like, he's just very on edge and freaked out. And it's so like I catnip to him or something. I or got Remy. Like, it makes me crazy. I got Remy out of the room and I had the baby gate up between um, my office, which is where, basically where Remy was eating. So I closed the gate. So Cheddar was in my office and Remy is outside and they're kind of sniffing each other through the gate. And then Remy basically tried to bite Cheddar on the face. The gate was in the way and starts like barking like crazy at him. So. Angry bark. Yeah. Angry barking, not play barking. So. So this is kind of the situation that we're in right now. So t- take back your apology, taking back your diagnosis that remy is a problem from last week i know i was like he's like when, also a problem <laughs> totally when <laughs> when nacho like had you know those couple incidents on the drive where he's like you know in the rv and then also in the house clearly ready to start a fight with cheddar or with remy who was who was all kind of up there when i was trying to get Na- nacho out the door cheddar and remy were like right there so i get that nacho felt kind of cornered but he was ready to go at whoever came near him uh, I was like, oh, like I own apology to Remy because I was talking like he was the whole problem. And then it's like, no, Remy, you're a fucking problem, too. Like everybody here is a problem. Uh, so, yeah. So we're in a situation now where Remy and Nacho can pretty much be together. When they're outside, they're fine. They were playing today. We have to be really careful about the tension points so we have like a new protocol in place where we have to put nacho outside on the porch before we start making any meals and he has to stay out there until we're done because they've had a fight around food kind of excitement we can't have them at doors at the same time because if they're if nacho starts feeling like pressured or confined or or like stuff's getting and, tight and, and when there's four do- four dogs trying to squeeze through the door that's a real tension for him yeah and that happens all the time yeah. here right so it means we need to like if nacho's gonna go out we need to and cheddar's in another room for all of this we'll talk about this later, but then we need to put nacho in uh if we want to let nacho we have to put remy in another room to let nacho go out and so there's a lot of well, there's a lot of baby gates and a lot of coordination of like Who's blocked off in what space so we don't have that kind of thing happening? Cheddar is now in my office. I had to take the baby gate down and just keep the door closed because Remy was going at him through the gate. So if we want to take Cheddar out, we have to put Nacho in the crate. We have to put Remy behind the baby gate in the kitchen or in another room. And then Cheddar can come out and he can't be outside with the rest of the dogs. I mean, with Nacho or Remy, he can be outside with everybody else and is fine. Um, this is a highly unideal situation for everybody. It, it shouldn't be a logic puzzle to like, you know, let the dogs out or to to decide who who can eat together or who can be see, you know, who can breathe the same air. Yeah, and when Remy and Nacho were at Michael's house, it was just like easy, like it has been with all of our other dogs. Not that. You know, like we had seven. Oh, for us. For I was us. talking about Michael's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For house. us. Like we've had seven dogs before. We had, and two of those dogs were Parmesan and St. Patrick, who were a lot of work, who and were both swizzle. being. swizzle. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had a lot of dogs who are a lot of work. When we had Parmesan and St. Patrick, they were both being hand fed at the same time, which is like, 
it's a ton of work when dogs are at that point where they're like at the end of their life you need to hand feed them super fragile and other dogs are like oh i would like some of that hand feeding food too and like you know you got to avoid the crowd and there was zero tension yeah with with that we didn't have to worry about losing a hand or anything yeah um so this is like yeah like having seven dogs is a a lot and i mean it's too many it's always been like too many like man it's like real hard to manage that many but the problem isn't the number right now it is the combination of dogs and we've gotten to a point with the the tension even even keeping cheddar out of it the tension between remy and nacho has made it so both of them are having a lower quality of life like nacho's having to spend much more time in his crate he's not overly crated he like swam for four hours today and i took him for like three miles of walks and i played fetch with him and you did stuff so you know he's kind of the time he would be sleeping he's sleeping in there but he still doesn't want to be in there as much as he is Mm -hmm. and he has to be in there now because we can't just rely on everything being out everybody being out right remy is fucking neurotic (laughs) we are we have a lot of vet appointments this week and we're going to try getting him on some uh better living through chemistry anti-anxiety meds beyond what he's on already i mean it's really showing that he was chained up for for his whole life right he just hasn't learned a lot of things and he's just as you say he's got no filter no emotional regulation it just it's all just like uh, from zero to 180 and nothing in between and he can't go back to zero i think he has also gotten worse and i don't know if it's connected to him having cancer or if it's just kind of a natural progression but like i was looking back at pictures where like nacho was sitting on his head or you think about how he played with boots yeah and he wasn't this on edge about everything he didn't bark as much as he does now True. i mean he always barks too he, much he he really didn't like after the biopsy having the cone on yeah and not being able to scratch his itch and just it was a whole weird situation right not being able to play uh, not being allowed to play with nacho yeah i think really stressed him yeah so uh, it's not that he was ever like great about this stuff but he wasn't this bad right so um yeah and then you know we have cheddar who's an incredibly sweet dog and he's so happy anytime you know i go in and hang out with him and i try to like make time where it's like i'm gonna go in we're just gonna sit there i'm gonna pet him he wags and he's so makes a happy face yeah yeah um and you know he's very old so he sleeps most of the time it's not like he's in there like wondering where everybody is every time i look in there he's asleep and he wakes up and and i pet him for a while and then he goes back to sleep um he's the kind of dog that we got into this whole business to do exactly that an ancient dog with like some weird health problems who needs a lot of care and there's absolutely no way he can stay at this house with nacho and remy yeah it's just not fair to him yeah no like why would we keep him when he has to stay isolated in another room the whole time like that's not the best life for him no um that's almost like not being here yeah and uh, so uh, yeah we have no idea like how this is all going to work out now but um you know for cheddar when we foster dog you have to foster them for two weeks um 
he's about a week in. Hasn't even been two weeks. It's been one week. Hasn't even. So he's going to the ophthalmologist this week. I don't think the op... He's not going to have um, surgery for his cataracts because he had such a hard time with surgery on the fixing. There's no way they would do the surgery yeah, again. He reacted very strongly, kind of badly to anesthetic. Yeah, we don't know the details of what happened, but the fact that they wanted to keep him that long and and I think, didn't he say, gave him a run for his money? He gave us a run for our money with the <laughs> anesthesia. <laughs> Something like that. I think the vet said, I'm glad we started with the baby dose or whatever, the little dose of yeah. anesthesia, because apparently didn't he over, I mean, it, I don't, I'm all inferring, right, from very few comments, but it, they well, were worried. I think yeah. what it means is he almost died. Yeah, yeah. It, it does sound like that. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he, if we'd used a normal dose, he might have just not, woken up yeah so they're very the ophthalmologist you know we took manchego there and we took remy there they're very conservative about whether they will do this surgery and so the fact that he had trouble with the anesthesia there's no way they'll do it so maybe they'll give him some eye drops or stuff that help but he's not going to be you know a long-term patient there so it could be this time next week we go okay like he's had his two weeks he's all medically stable because he doesn't really have any problems he's blind but he doesn't have any no we got rid of the fleas and the heartworm or the roundworm yeah he's fine yeah and so then he'll go up for adoption on the great website i mean with remy and nacho here there's there's no way to reasonably have him stay we can't just have him in a room by himself all the time yeah it's not a it's not the the best environment for him and uh you know then even if we adopt him out we still have the nacho remy problem and we don't really know what to do about that right now a lot of people listened to the last podcast and a few people were like well i'll take remy (laughs) like and we're not trying to rehome remy like he's got a lot of shit to deal with and you know we're on board with taking care of it um I think part of whatever we do there is going to depend on how long Remy has left. Um, He's going to the oncologist this week also. So it could be he's got a few months left. It could be he's got a few years left. And we've got to figure out something that isn't this coordination. Yeah, for his sake and for Nacho's sake, but also for Remy's sake, yeah. And and I mean, a thing that, that we've been talking about just, you know, sorting through this kind of dramatic change in things is it this also means we can't foster any other dogs with this current setup no we we, it would be sort of unfair to expose them to remy and nacho mostly remy but also nacho yeah and we can't yeah i mean as much nacho right like remy's more of a, a in your face dick but like nacho is surprising dick too yeah and i mean we had never brought a new dog in with nacho right right and he's good like he was good with all the dogs at camp he's i know he was great at michael's they were fine michael just noticed that they didn't really like treat each other like brothers which is true but but they weren't a nightmare at his place yeah nacho is not dog aggressive nacho is uh aggressive when he feels trapped yeah he's quick to feel cornered or quick to feel stressed yeah so yeah i 
there's no there's nothing really to report about all of this no it's easier here just the way the layout of the house is there's not a, as many sharp angles and tight doorways yeah. which were those bottlenecks cause stress um and everything's i mean everything just seems like there's more usable space to put dogs yeah um but there's just a lot of especially for nacho right like we're keep nacho has to kind of be in the crate when he's not actively doing stuff or when remy's around because like nacho and guac were playing today and it's fine but remy then stands there and barks at them the whole time and he's kind of always done that but he's way more edgy now about it than he used to be yeah and gets himself really worked up and it makes everyone else anxious too yeah me me but it, also both humans also, for sure but also you know guac and nacho yeah and remy is very hard to regulate like it's not like you can calm him down he's either at like calm normal or super wound up and and agitated like and upset and then he's kind of got the crazy eyes too like nacho yeah 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 and and it's not that that always turns into aggression but it means that he's kind of right on the edge so if like one bad thing happens it might yeah and he's not receptive to anything calming or commands or yeah. or pets right he's always just like looking around kind of crazy yeah and that's not really a problem that we can fix for him what right <laughs> i think that's sort yeah. of that's that's just the way he it, i mean yeah. it's years of conditioning right we can't we don't we're not there dog therapists where we can like be like remy so tell us about your trauma and yeah. can we how, you know how can we fix you know let's do some breathing let's exercises do some behavioral <laughs> modification and and really just you know what really stresses you out we'll we'll expose you to this a little bit so yeah i mean it's it's a it's a very hard situation to be in it's like sad for poor cheddar because honestly like he's the kind of dog we want but we have nacho and remy and they are the dogs that we have and they mean we can't have the dog, the kind of dog that we want um and remy has so many problems and it's like super sweet that like a number of people message us and we're like i would totally take him and take care of him and like really meant it like that's great we're not trying to get rid of him right um but then like poor nacho right is like he's a good dog he is not an aggressive dog but i think there are way too many dogs in this house for nacho yeah i think he he would like more attention or less interference from other dogs yeah he, he'd be good with like one like an only dog where people want to give him a lot of playtime, or like with one really good buddy yeah like if it were just nacho and guac that they'd be actually guac is like could we please just not play this much <laughs> i'm too old for this <laughs> i can't can we have a younger dog who can play more um also he takes my ball yeah it, it makes me sad that like poor nacho has to like spend a lot of great time uh e even though like i mean we're both making extra efforts to give him more activity it's he, not that he's he's deep asleep in his crate 80 percent of the time right i mean yeah. he, he doesn't hate it but yes it feels we it feels bad it would be, like it'd be much nicer to like he's such a good bed snuggler mm -hmm. and he's like good when he's snuggly on the couch and and it's just like who knows what's gonna happen if he's out here 
Yeah, so, if someone steps on him or, you know, Remy tries to sit on him or something, he, he's going to be like, eh, no, yeah. don't. So we don't know what we're going to do, but, um, you know, like we read all of the comments that everybody writes and, and like, of course, in an ideal world, like Cheddar would totally be staying and it would be like this big happy family. But man, like we are so far from that universe in the household and we, like we don't show that, right? Like we don't show like people, dogs growling at each other or like... Doors being closed in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or Remy, you know, standing in the kitchen behind the grate barking constantly. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of videos of the dock, right, where Remy's on the porch just barking his head off. Yeah. You just imagine that, but closer and more. Yeah, indoors. In your, in your <laughs> in face. In your face. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the current setup definitely has Cheddar being adopted out. Uh, I mean, maybe things change you know we still have another week and we're not making any decisions until it's time um that said if you want cheddar apply to adopt with great because they have to do a home visit before you're eligible to uh to adopt and that's a process so if you do eventually if you are like i kind of love that cheddar guy and man is he a good dog um you have to be you have to live in like vaguely the dc area west virginia is okay you know probably southern pennsylvania is probably Yep, the they've, adopted, yeah. they've adopted dogs out to Southern Pennsylvania. Um, but you need to, it, like, the, the website explains the whole process. But if you do live in that area and you think you want him, um, you fill out an application to get approved as an adopter. And you have to schedule a great person to come to your house. And everybody who lives in your house has to be there. So if you have kids, if you have a partner, you all need to be there. And if you have pets, they need to be there too. And it takes a while to get that scheduled. So if you if you are committed, then you got to be like, we will clear our schedule for whenever anybody comes and everyone will be here. Yeah, because um, you, you don't want like one of the spouses to be not there. And then turns out that space r spouse really doesn't like dogs or was not consulted on the decision and is like hostile or negative towards the dog. And, and I have had that before. Yeah, you've had you've had that with everyone there. And one of the spouses like, I don't want a dog. Yeah. Forget. No. I said, no. Nah. I, I was adopting one dog out and I think, I think this was, I think I had brought a dog that they were considering. Maybe I was doing a home visit and one of them like really was like, I love Goldens. I want Goldens. Someone else like, I really want like a Cav King Cavalier King. What's the Spaniel? name? Cavalier King. Whatever. Spaniel. One of those. Think? Like there was some other breed and, and like one partner was like, absolutely this breed i've been looking at breeders i've been looking at this and the other guy's like yeah i really want to rescue golden and i was like it's not that like these people would be bad but it seems like they're maybe not on the same page yeah and they might they be want. bad right i mean that's the thing right yeah. so you don't want just one caregiver and the other one not yeah and the first the first dog i adopted out uh i I brought, I, I've told the story before, like I brought her to like 20 places. Everybody who applied, I brought her to, which is actually not how it's supposed to work. And there was one like late, this lady was crazy. I mean, she had a shrine to her dead dog and she was like following us around like everywhere and like, come look at this and come look at this. And, and I want this dog so bad. And come then into her, the basement. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got to, you know, meet your husband and talk to him too. She, I, she literally did a come into the basement. And let me ah, show you, stuff. you did? Yeah. What? And then I'm like, I, I've got to talk to everybody. 
right? Like yeah. everyone needs to be there when you bring the dog to visit. And uh, the husband was like, absolutely did not want a dog. Like you could just tell, like he would barely make eye contact with me. Didn't want anything to do with the dog that I was showing. Like wouldn't pet her, wouldn't <sighs> even look at her. And I was like, absolutely not. So this is why we do the home visits. It's a real pain, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, I, I understand the idea that it's, oh, you don't have to get a home visit to adopt a human child. Well, maybe you should. But also, <laughs> this, there's a real reason, because if the dog gets given up two weeks later, you haven't gained anything, and it hurts the dog. Yeah. Or worse, right? There are also worse scenarios, but, but, but you're trying to find a forever home. I mean, it sounds cheesy. And, and all the dogs that I've placed, I have just been so thrilled to, like, take them to the place. I mean, I was just, like, looking at the foster list like we did a thread, I think in 2017 with all the foster dogs. And, uh, and I was looking through and I, the last dog that we adopted out, Zeus, maybe Ross, one, one of the Mutos I brought to this family and they were just, it was like two teenage boys and then a mom and a dad. And they were just so delightful. They were so excited to see this dog. Like the kids were like, it's like a, 12 and a 15 year old boy right like not my normal audience and i was utterly charmed by these kids and like the dog like went in with the 15 year old in his room and was on his bed and they were like playing video games together (laughs) like the kid and the dog and uh it was like you could tell that the dog was so happy with these people just in this like hour that i went there yeah um like that's that's ideally how it works that's great right it's it's a good match you you can get a good match right and you know and so uh, it's been every dog i have placed through great like i have been really careful i have picked really carefully i know how to do it and it's like these dogs go on and have these amazing lives and it's like so cheddar could do that Mm -hmm. right he could go to a family who's gonna love him like like everybody here sees how barb nelson is with sizzle who we adopted to her sizzle was our foster we adopted her out to the nelson reluctantly uh Yes, with much sadness, Ramingo. <laughs> I loved Sizzle. I know. She's so good. She would have been a good one to stay. <sighs> but, like, she's so happy there. Oh, she is in heaven. It is absolutely the perfect thing. Just thriving. No doubt. Getting all the love that she needs. And that's the life that we could give Cheddar, or we can keep him in a separate room away from all of our dogs and keep him. Why would we do that right. when there's... A zillion people out there who would love to have him. Yeah, I mean, we're depriving him of the perfect situation by putting him in a good situation. He's not, this is not terrible, but it's not perfect. Yeah. And honestly, that is the situation with Nacho right now, too. Um, I don't know what an ideal situation would be for Remy. Maybe, maybe if he were an only dog somewhere, it could just be like he's just got these demons. But Nacho certainly would, there's a better situation for him, too. Like, it's just very sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I mean, given the current tensions, um, Cheddar will probably be going up for adoption. Like I said, we're not deciding anything, but if you think you might be interested, get that application integrate and get your home visit done. Um, there's a process. Yeah, there's a process. And it's not like if we decide that it's better for him to go live someplace else, we're not going to wait two months for somebody who really wants him to get their stuff done. We're going to put him up there. And if a bunch of people want him, we're going to pick the right one. Cause <laughs> you control the timing, not me for me. It might be four or five years. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Yeah. Okay. Time's <laughs> not right. I don't know. Um, 
so anyway that's that's that that's the cheddar cheese that's the situation um yeah it's not good you guys i mean it's not things are not great right now it's a bit too tense for for being great to to be great it's like tends to be great it's it's too tense to even be like mediocre (laughs) it's it's real bad right now it's fully mediocre (laughs) i'd say it's poor and i aspire to mediocre poor plus poor plus wait where how where's the plus come from i made it up what do you what do you think we're on a scale (laughs) how are we getting how what's bringing it above just regular poor for you that there are good times and that they swim and they have a good time and that we can convey love to these dogs and so it's not all bleak there are there are good times and good snuggles and good face licks yeah and that's not fake that actually does happen it's just balanced by like all this walking on eggshells it's making me all weepy i'm sorry (laughs) no it's very nice it just it sucks that it's this hard right now no i just want everybody to be happy why aren't you all just better about living together stop being assholes why are you such traumatized beings go to therapy seriously dogs I'm in therapy. Why are you not in therapy? <laughs> and it's not because of the dogs. It's not like they drove you no, to therapy. No, no. Although they would have if not it's the thing. I would, I would just like to point out that we can see Nacho in his crate and he just flipped over on his back. He stuck one leg straight up in the air for about five seconds. A back leg. It was a back leg. <laughs> I couldn't tell. For full drama, that's back. Uh, all right. So that's the dog updates. You guys, it's, it's not great. Uh, please send good vibes. But... Uh, yeah who knows what's gonna happen we don't nope we're just waiting and seeing day by day all right let's talk about the place that we stayed in south carolina let's switch (laughs) gears so so let me just do a preface ingo's got a lot to say about this place but i just want to give a i mean i do and i don't i don't want to overdo it this is i mean have it's like a stick (laughs) okay so i was it, the we drove up all at once and it went fine but it's it's rough even with us sharing the driving to drive for 21 hours that thing driving in that the rv plastic box so for 21 much. hours. i hate it so much uh so so i was like we have got to do this <laughs> in two parts going back like i know we just want to get home but like you know we left like before 6 a.m and we got in at three in the morning you know that I'm trying to find an analogy because I love analogies or metaphors, right? <laughs> you know that that glass, the plastic bubble that they have for bingo games, <laughs> where they tumble it around and the balls you go around, the little and one of them pops out. Yeah, it feels like being in that for 21 hours. So good, it's so good. It's like you're tumbling around and you're protected from the outside world, but it sucks. Oh, it's so bad. Ugh, that is what it's like. It's just unpleasant. It's just was, an unpleasant drive. I was like, we can't. Like, we've got to stop somewhere. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm going to find us a place, like, in South Carolina. It's, like, seven or eight hours away. So then we'll have, like, a seven or eight-hour day and, like, a 12-hour day. And Which uh, we've never done before with the RV. We've only ever just plowed through and done 22, 23, sometimes 24 hours straight. Just gritted the teeth and gone. 
Now, the first time we did sleep for like four hours in the parking lot oh, of a Walmart, boy, which was worse. That was also never to be done again. That was that terrible. Was, that was worse than driving yeah. those four hours. That was that was not restful, and it was just terrible. Yeah, that was awful. Uh, so, I start looking for places that will take dogs where we can like park the RV. Right, you can't stop in a town. But we had such a nice place also in South Carolina sort of coincidentally nearby, where, yeah. where we where we came down with Kate with the queso gang um, at the cabin the cabin and the lake and that's where queso did her escapo and it was yeah. like that was real nice so we had a sort of we knew it was possible to have nice places yep um and so i found this place this house and it's like cute looking house and uh i messaged the guy and i was like listen uh we have six dogs I understand that's a lot of dogs. I know it says you take dogs, but like not everybody wants to host us with six dogs. So, you know, I just want to check before I book it. Here's our social media if you want to see the dogs. This is before Cheddar existed. So yes. she was being honest. It's just th we didn't even think about seven. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I was just going like, you know, I think we should really have five instead of six. Uh, it's also a reminder how quickly all this developed and happened. It's like we planned Cheddar for weeks. It just yeah. was like boom, boom. Yeah. I booked that place before, like after we arrived in Maryland and before we knew about Cheddar. So he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So I booked it. And I was like, the worst case, he's going to be like, uh, there was fur everywhere. And this has happened with some other places that we've booked. Where I'm like, I've got a bunch of dogs. And they're like, it's fine. And then they send me a message. They're like, I'm not going to leave you a bad review on Airbnb. But there was fur on everything. And the dogs weren't allowed on the furniture. And like, we have guests who don't have pets here. And like, there was, you know, fur on stuff. And I was Dogs like, aren't allowed on the furniture is really kind of like, we can't control them. <laughs> also... Fur is going to get on shit if you have six dogs in a house. Yeah, it's on it the floats, ceiling. It floats up. It, <laughs> it floats up. So I'm like, worst case, he's going to be mad and I'll offer to pay whatever extra cleaning fee he wants, but which putting, I always do. We're putting guac on the bed. I mean, there's no, no <laughs> doubt about this. I don't care what the policy is. So uh, we get to the place. So it's like uh, we get off 95. And then we drive like seven miles down this road. And then we a drive like... bumpy road. I mean, you feel every every like you know slight unevenness this is partially the fault of the rv yeah no it's totally the fault of the rv yeah. right it, it does it does kind of crappy on the freeway but it's really bad when there are bumps yeah it oh so we're two lane country road turn onto another two lane country road and then it's like it's dark it's so dark and then there's like some horse fencing and then there's the entrance to something something plantation mm. and it is exactly like what you picture you turn in to the driveway it's dirt two two track dirt and in front of you is the big plantation house trees spanish moss on either side and you go if i didn't know that people were enslaved and tortured here this would be a beautiful place <coughs> which is what mm. i think every time i go to a plantation but i do but i do know it but I do. um we are not staying in the big plantation house. I would have recognized if that's a place we were staying. <laughs> but we pull in and I had seen something that was like this house is like renovated something house at such and such plantation. And I was like, like, it's definitely not an old plantation-y house. Like this the is one we stayed. The one that we no, stayed. No, it's like in. a hunting lodge kind of thing. 
it, I mean, uh, the inside was done up like that, but the outside, like it's clearly a newer house that yeah. was built on this property. So yeah. the big plantation house is still there. That's exciting, right? I mean, not, yeah. not, 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 I think wooden, but but it's still that kind of style. Yeah, it's I mean, not, it was maybe built in the 60s. Yeah, but it's not like a brick mansion or anything no, like that. No, no. Yeah. Um, no, just like a one-story kind of ranch, boring ranch mm. with siding. From the outside, it would be... It would be at home in a suburb. Absolutely. Hmm? Yeah. So I had sort of seen like, oh, the something, something plantation. I was like, oh, maybe this is like, um, you know, there was a plantation here and somebody bought it and developed some stuff. There's like a little lake. And I think there's a couple other houses. Um, in any case, this was not part of the plantation. It, it's clearly newer than that, but it's in the plantation. Right. Property. We, we were like between plantation house and barn. Ho- horse barn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dirt road. Go past the big plantation house, turn down more dirt roads, Spooky get to this house. big trees and Spanish moss. We got a lot to talk about if this place was haunted. I oh. don't want to like... These people were lovely. So we get into this house. Uh, Ing- I will let Ingo describe what it looks like. But the important thing is I go in and on the big dining room table is like a wooden tray. And it's got two bottles of water. It's got like a couple other little things. And then it has six milk bones laid out individually big milk bones yeah big, the big, big giant big milk bones and each one has like a little like name card on it Print, with the dog's printed name. name card yes it was very nice very thoughtful vink hopper t like everybody's like that's right C- C- chief brody like I mean, it, got was, way it was so there. nice it was so nice it made me cry i mean obviously i'm a little emotional anyway um but it was really nice mm-hmm. and uh yeah and so it was absolutely, I will let you talk about the whole inside, but no, I will sure. say it was absolutely stunning. Like there's a big clawfoot tub in the bathroom with like a chandelier, That's right. the be- four poster beds. Like it, a lot of the places we've stayed that took all the dogs are kind of Spartan. I mean, the cabin wasn't like that, but like that place near Savannah, did you ever stay in that weird little place with me? It was sort of like a duplex in the woods. Yes. Yeah. That was spooky for other reasons yeah but really spartan spooky though. and spooky um this place was warm and lovely and if we hadn't been having all the dog tension it would have been a great place to just hang out with the dogs um yeah and they said you can there's a paddock with a fence you can let the dogs run around the paddock and yeah. you can let them off leash and i mean it was they were they were very common very nice and understood the, the hosts were the great. Like we good. didn't see them, but the the communication with the guy was great. They mm-hmm. were, you know, everything. It was just like very well appointed. So, uh, huge, huge fan of the place. Would totally stay there again. Uh, not that I ever want to do this drive again. Um, if you're looking for some place kind of in the middle of South Carolina, off of 95, let me know and I will send you guys a link to it. Now, yeah. you go. Tell us what it looked like on I mean, the I, inside. I feel bad. <laughs> now you're making me feel bad. Well, I'm going to talk about how it's like uh, seems haunted, which I don't want to make anybody think it's actually haunted, but there's a lot of spooky shit out in the middle of the country in South Carolina. In dark. It in was dark. dark. Remember, yeah. we came in the dark. Yeah. Also. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I walked around a lot in the dark with not Some sounds. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. tell us what it looked like on the inside. Well, it's... I mean, I keep saying hunting lodge, right? But the decor was... <laughs> what what materials would you say the decor was made out of? It was wood. How, how much it was, wood? It was lacquered pine. So the floors are this like shiny lacquered pine in very good shape, right? Much better than Perfect our shape. floors because no dogs have scratched it up. 
little slippery for hops, but no rugs. Never in an Airbnb. Fair enough, but no. it's like just floor. So no. it's it's just long, wide, 12, 18-inch boards yep. on the floor of this like lacquered pine. Yep. Walls, same material. Mm-hmm. Lacquered pine. Yeah. Same knot holes. Same la- same everything. Yeah. Ceiling. Same lacquered <laughs> pine. I felt like it was inside a cigar box. <laughs> like if if you put me in a cigar box and close the lid, I'd be like, oh, this is what it must feel like. So it was just so much wood. It was so much wood. And then the 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 lights, the chandel were chandeliers made of antlers. Yeah. Right. So it's like super hunting lodge vibe. Yeah, there were no heads on the wall or anything, Everything though. Everything was wood, though. <laughs> All the and cabinets were wood. And going like, Jen, there's so much wood. And then there's like different kinds of wood for the cabinets, <laughs> which is probably good, but it would have been funny if they would all been that same lacquered pine. <laughs> but there was, yeah, it's just a lot of that pine. And seriously, the ceilings looked like the floors. If, if you had rotated everything, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to notice right you'd be like oh there's a lamp on the floor no i'm on the ceiling now. i think it's it like, looked nice i mean it's it not my personal nice. style it but was, i thought it was it well was done. either new or very well maintained it's fair it's new. there was they like had a nice fireplace there were there i mean you know the airbnbs the dish there was a full set of every dishes there were glasses there was a keurig i mean it's a really well Easy like to Instapot. easy yeah. to live in. Yeah, there's a rice cooker. They had grits. Like they had, you yeah. know, you could like have grits if you wanted. They had oatmeal. I, you know, it's everything is very nice at a very nice level. Yeah. But the decor for me was too much of this one too kind of. Too much wood. Pine. <laughs> it was just 360 f- degrees of wood. It was in every direction, so it was a little bit too much wood for me. Yeah. There was no brick. There was no siding. There was no. Drywall. Drywall even. No, it was all b- wood. Wood. All wood. <laughs> it was all wood. I was a little creeped out. Was the bathroom all wood? Yep. Yeah. All of us, all wood. <laughs> yeah, I guess Everything so. was wood. It was nice, though. Um, it was nice. And the the bed was gr- good to sleep in. And it was, it was, so it was, it was all nice. And it is, I mean, classic low country on the outside, right? Big, tall, giant old trees, just dripping with spanish moss mm-hmm. um also with yeah dew in the mornings yeah uh dripping though i gotta say i was out walking nacho a lot trying to calm him down in the dark in the dark and it was kind of cold i mean it was probably 50 yeah uh yeah walking around walking around in the dark and there's one point where it's like we're walking up and down past this horse fence on the paddock and there was like one kind of overhead light, like sort of like a street light, but on like the property. Floodlight, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so it kind of cast a light in partly in front of the house that we're staying in. And there's one point where like we had walked down towards the barn and we were walking back and I see like this mist kind of rolling a ground <sighs> level from the paddock was through. It forming the into something? Was I, it forming into something? It was like a forming clear a blob of mist. It wasn't uh. like the whole thing became mist. And I was like, it looks like it's going to form into something. It didn't. By the time I get up there, I couldn't see it anymore. But it was, I'm like, I'm, this is not a fake thing. I am seeing this like ball of mist passing from the paddock through the fence towards the little lane where i'm walking up and down with nacho oh and then there was like 
we came in in the dark, but there's like a lake right behind the house too. And there's yeah. like things sticking out of the lake. Yeah. It wasn't like just was it bones. No. It could have been bones, <laughs> but it was like tree trunks that had been yeah. submerged recently. So it must have just flooded the lake. Yeah. But it looked like little skeletal fingers or something. And in the driveway, uh, the driveway, I mean, like the dirt entryway where we parked the RV. Yeah. Just <gasps> outside. Yes. Just outside on the ground is a sort of like stuffed bunny rag doll. Velveteen bunny looking thing. Yeah. Just laying on the ground. And I was like, I should pick that up. But I'm like 80% sure it's haunted and I'm not going to bring that home None with us. of the dogs picked it up. They didn't? Not Venk, who picks up everything and runs around with it yeah. not nacho mm -hmm. who's the new guy who picks they're all they all sniffed at it and they're like bad vibes bad <laughs> vibes and they were like no i have and a picture of it you guys i'll post it i'm not touching this <laughs> weird bunny thing i mean if it had been a normal stuffed animal they would have run with it and i would have been like get that thing in here i've picked up stuffed animals from the ground washed them and brought them home many times trash monkey trash for one monkey that but funky monkey i got i've got like a stuffed shark I've brought home a bunch of stuffed oh, yeah. things from the ground. This not this bunny. Not <laughs> just left that right there. The right feeling. Yep. It's still there. Uh, do not let this dissuade you from staying at this place <laughs> if you're looking for somewhere. The people were lovely. Yeah, Everything was let nice. It, but let it in encourage but you don't, and like, entice don't, you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if they were like also haunted, I would have been like, yep, I will pay double. Yep. There's like a causeway across the lake. I mean, there's a... There's dogs baying in the distance maybe dogs oh maybe a little owl werewolves that goes, ha, ha, that's not ha, ha, good that, did you hear that what owl? movie is that there's some movie where it's a ha, ha, yeah with like baba the it's the babadook I no think no no are you sure it's not the babadook yeah this was the stuffed owl that belonged to the daughter of the cop who's working with like oh. the slightly rogue priest yes 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 eric banas is ha, the ha, cop right, he's like the hot cop hang on i'm gonna find out what it is all right Ingo pulled it. Deliver us from evil is the name of the movie. Uh, you can buy. I was just like googling it because you said that you can buy a stuffed prop replica of the owl. No, <laughs> that's not good. That's that's spooky in the movie as very spooky. When pressed, makes exact sound as the one in the movie does. Why <gasps> would you do that? Oh my god, that's a bad enough memory. Let alone. <laughs> oh, I would be like Vink. Remove the ha ha hoo machine out of this <laughs> owl, please. Anyway, one of those owls was out there. Did you hear that owl? I did not. Uh, no, at, in, at night, I, I mean, I wasn't out as much as you were during the <laughs> night because you were walking nacho. But I got up crack it before dawn, way before dawn, and it was like a bunch of roosters crowing and again the hounds baying in the distance. And Hang on, we got we to gotta handle the thing here. I had let uh, Nacho out of his crate because Ingo had to take Hops out. And he wasn't doing anything bad, but he was about to start playing with guac. And we didn't have Remy put away. And so. That's bad sound quality. That's for amateurs, man. Bink. Bink. What you, that's your own brother on the porch. What are you guarding us from exactly? Don't wake up grumpy, Bink. Yeah, Bink. Jeez. Jeez. Anyway, so I heard some weird noises and there was like weird splash in the water that mm -hmm. sounded like something heavy had gone into it. Like it, a body? Well, a beaver, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> something big splashed into it that was more than just a fish, I thought. 
there's some every, there was some weird knocking and like up in a tree that I heard, but it sounded like a person knocking on it. And then also, anytime you would turn on the faucet and turn it off, they would sigh. They'd go. They oh. would. I was like, which dog is is oh. being unhappy? No, it was. It sounded like sad children in an orphanage or something. It absolutely did. The kitchen. <laughs> I heard that coming out of the kitchen corner a lot of times. I was like, who's oh, who's making hops? Is it? And hops was like in a completely part, different part of the house. Yeah, did it in the bathroom too. Yeah, it's not. <sighs> I mean, it's great if you're if you're there for <laughs> Halloween. Or to experience a haunting. I also did check the house out a little bit. And, like, there was some painting that was hanging, like, facing the side of the TV yes. that made no sense. So I was like, hmm. So I pulled on it, and it opened up, and it was like a cabinet behind it. That's cool. There was nothing in it. I hidden compartment behind a painting. Hidden compartment behind a painting. That's Do cool. I have a painting? That's cool. Yeah, that's I want one of those. I was we like, I need one. to spend more time with this. <laughs> But, of course, I don't know if that was the ceiling or the floor or the <laughs> wall because it's all the same wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's the end of our podcast. That's the end of the whole thing? Anything else you want to talk about? Well, then we drove back the next day. The end. The end. The end. And now we're all very happy to be here. It, I mean, even with all of the problems, it is nicer to be here. Oh, it's the dogs love swimming and splashing. Yeah. And, and especially hops. Oh, she's so like sore, but happy today. Oh, she's overdone herself swimming and going up and down the ramp and chasing a ball and digging in the sand. But those are pretty good activities for her. Yeah. And everyone else is super happy to run around and, and chase ball and do whatever. Remy's like sniffing everything. Remy almost escaped, but kind of came back. We don't really know where he was. He but hasn't told us what he, his adventure was, but he was gone for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not Cuba. He didn't make it all the way, but in the direction of. Yeah. <laughs> but he did come back, so everything's fine, Remy. He you're, you're, you're forgiven. Remy will respond to a whistle, so not like a, a human whistling. I mean, maybe, but like I have a little like emergency whistle on my... Uh, hydration packs which i wear when i walk everybody so when we couldn't find him i was blowing that and he he comes every time i blow that whistle he absolutely was like what's that whistle mm -hmm. i'll come back i'll come back check out what that whistle's for yeah yeah but we haven't seen any lizards or anything so it's he just decided to mosey on him away mosey on off that. yes he does <laughs> he gets bored <laughs> maybe he's secretly sending us a message that's like guys i would really like to go someplace else thank you for all you've done <laughs> um but i'm ready to go i'm ready to move on now remy you're doing a bad job of it i gotta say <laughs> this is very like hard to understand your actual signals rem yeah yeah so yeah dogs and humans are recovering from the drive so we'll do um a regular podcast this week ingo is doing Cheddar and Remy together up to Miami. So we're going to have to put a little divider between the back seat and the cargo area to oh keep yeah. them separate. Um, they'll be fine, though. No, Remy doesn't jump. It's it's Nacho that does the, like, completely just oozes into the back seat. Yeah. So they're both going to Miami on Wednesday. There's a morning ophthalmologist appointment for Cheddar. It'll be an early morning. An oncologist appointment at right around noon, I think. Yeah, that's civilized. I got to leave it like six on the dot or a little before. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough day for you. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm actually flying out that afternoon, so I'll be able to take care of the dogs. But there will there will be a period where um, you'll. Oh, my God. 
where you'll be on your way back from Miami and I'll be on my way to Dallas. Um, so we'll probably record this, the podcast with all those updates like Friday. Yeah. Because I don't get back until like midnight. We need the stuff and inf- updates and like latest. Otherwise we'll do, we'll have to do a pod- postscript to the podcast if we did it on Tuesday. Yeah. It'll just be like, uh, nothing has changed on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But we're, we're, ha- we're anticipating a lot more information tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll be a little bit late this week, but now you've got like an hour of early. So. Okay, I think the dogs are saying it is time to end this podcast. It's your brother on the porch, guys. It's not an intruder. Boy, it's just hard to understand. How to explain this to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry this was sort of a downer podcast, but the things are tough right now. And I mean, it had a haunted cabin and that for a haunted velveteen rabbit. Yeah, for sure. Spooky doll. And uh, until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, don't just stop the biting. Bye. Bye. <laughs>